All right. We are live. Are we live? We are live. All right. You ready to get started? All right. I did uh, not know this. Um. All right. Here we go. Hello, hello. Welcome to Scald TV, the behind the streams episode. I don't know what episode we're on now, but I do know today is February 11th, 2021, which sounds weird to say for some reason. 2021. I still haven't gotten used to that. It, it kind of feels like we skipped a year. Uh, yeah. Isn't it? It's almost like nothing happened for a whole year or something. Yeah. It's wow. almost like, I don't know why that is. It's <laughs> like, wow, it's crazy. Um, all right. Today we are talking about a couple different things. We've got some content that we've kicked out uh, this last week, different promotional things that happened over at Bird Schneider, some new stuff that's going to be happening in the coming weeks and then also tomorrow we're dropping a new video so we're going to be talking about that as well as what it is like to produce content when there are no events to actually create and there's no way to get a hold of get people together create things together so i'm excited to talk about that because it is an interesting challenge which we found somewhat of a solution to with the content that drops tomorrow so all right yeah, and we, we will see, see some work in progress pictures after the break, after the next break of our Bershneider Hostel, which is almost finished. Oh, did you send those over to Emma? No, I didn't, but I'll oh. give it to her in the break. Oh, cool, cool. All right, all right. Very cool. So we'll be talking about that. So hope you'll stay with us uh, And as we jump into this. So there's a slight echo on me, according to, according to the chat, and we will try to solve that as, uh, as things come up. Um, if it continues, feel free to let us know. Uh, we kind of have this problem regularly with these mics. I'm not really sure what the reason is, but we'll we'll figure it out eventually. So, all right. So let's let's jump into first things first. Kind of mark as well. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. See if we can't. Do you have the do you have the chat? Or you have I try to the, stay glued to the microphone this time mic because. Might help. Uh, I'm a bit more subdued. You can turn my volume up a bit. I don't imagine. Yeah. Okay, well, we will try to solve those problems as they come up. Always an interesting thing to try to do these kinds of things live and troubleshoot as we go. So, all right. Uh, first things first, I think we need to say thank you to a gift we got uh, from some friends over yes. at Rootstoik. Yeah, maybe you want to pull that up. That's, that's pretty cool. What is this? Like a, like a prop deer hat from made from foam. Um, but it's uh, just a second. Yeah. Emma, can you throw us back, on, throw us back up on the... Uh, perfectly prepared for this. Yeah, perfectly <laughs> So it's it's from foam, so you can... And so you can hit people with it? Is that what yeah. you meant to say? Yeah. <laughs> so you I can throw, throw it across it the room. <laughs> um, uh, and you can put it on the wall and it says, To Skull TV from... Rüstzeug. Hey, Oli. Danke. Hello. Thank Ollie. you, Oli. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Julia just stepped into the studio. Hello, Julia. Yeah. Hi, hey. Julia. <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, jumping into things with the first topic of the day, which is Bergschneider Challenge mm -hmm. is now uh, live and running. Since we talked last, we were discussing this. And man, is it cool to see what people are creating with Bergschneider product uh, uh, in all kinds of crazy ways. We had a hundred people sign up and uh, are taking part in this challenge. Uh, just super cool. There is so many different directions that so many people are taking with these these products. I'm, I'm 
really, really curious to see where things develop and, and who creates what um, with the costuming. I think it's going to be a really cool long-term challenge, and that runs until the end of April, so there's some months left. If you're interested in getting involved in that, make sure to check out the post on Bergsnyder about it. Um, and you and I had a cool discussion about this, which was, I think the stuff that we're seeing now, or I think I used you and I had a discussion, it might have been Lester, but we were talking about how the stuff that we're seeing people do now after kind of the collaboration amongst people within the group is even more extreme than a lot of the stuff that we saw being created before that. It seems like the slight sense of competition perhaps is is developing into this really cool, like certain pride people have in like, I'm gonna do something absolutely wild with these costume pieces. Yeah, but it might also be belief. So so sometimes it uh, it needs somebody else to do it so that mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. believe it actually can be done or that you also want to do it yourself yeah, because yeah. you think, ah, oh, that's awesome. That looks awesome. That's, I want to have something like this. It's very true. As that's well. True. Um, uh, so I think that's a big part. For me, this was very surprising, to be honest. Really? I, I, uh, you you pitched that concept of Bergschneider Challenge mm -hmm, to me and mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, let's do this. But um, uh, you remember? I remember uh, there's a certain amount of like, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where I said, I don't know if, if so many people will uh, take part in this. And then uh, yeah. kind of get, went crazy. You know, I think a lot the, of people. The monthly goal was, I think, 30 people per month to yeah. sign up for it. And 90 by the end of it. Because the, the, the big goal that I've like, set as this like, really big, like, man, it'd be great if we could see that. And then we hit 90 in the first 48 hours. And we were like, Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was geez. great. That was awesome. uh, and it just keeps going up. So who knows how many we're going to yeah. get. So, that's cool. This is very encouraging. encouraging. And uh, again, that showed that um, uh, LARPing reminds me a little bit. You know, I had a game store before. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in the game store, you sell Games Workshop uh, uh, figurines. Yeah, of course. Of course. And uh, there are two parts to the hobby. One is the painting and the other one is the actual playing. And you yeah. have people that are actually kind of almost a bit more into the painting than in the actual playing. I know a ton and of people that are Warhammer, I, I couldn't say Warhammer players, they're just painters. Yeah, exactly. Like, I find that to be so cool in itself because there's a yeah. whole lore so, thing there where like people really like to go like, well, this is a specific unit of the Ultramarines and I'm going to create the exact sigil that's on all of their pieces. It's like, there's a lot of, a lot of talent there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, Sometimes you forget that, that, that this is kind of part of our hobby as well, is yes. this uh, crafting part as yeah. well as the uh, actually LARPing part. Yeah. And, um, I would be and super curious to see how cosplay was affected by this mentality because it's been a thing for 25 years to paint miniatures specific to stories that Games Workshop release and books and all that stuff. But then cosplay kind of took off you know after this and i wonder how much of that spirit of creativity that you're mentioning comes from a little bit of that, that do you think that, that that i mean it's all kind of the same thing isn't it yeah, this idea the that creating that, that uh warhammer inspired cosplay i don't know i think the creativity aspect oh, yeah all right that might yeah. be i mean this this like um that i try to but that i try to imitate something mm -hmm. i see or that, that mm -hmm. i and then I mean, I think this is kind of uh, how basic German. Uh, did I say German? You did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
that what basic uh, uh, creativity mm. in the human mind works. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. um, how it works. It's like um, we rarely really invent stuff, but mm. we take mm -hmm. stuff we know and combine it or work on it and combine it with yeah. other things we know, and yeah. then something new happens. You know, that's so um, true. Uh, uh, and if we are just imitating something we see in the in nature, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, so basically, I think this um, uh, trying to to imitate something. So I obviously, if I have a costume, mm -hmm, if I want mm -hmm. to create a costume, I always have some kind of um, underlying inspirational element exactly. involved with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, I would and, completely agree. With that. And probably I start exactly with I want to go there, but then. Mm -hmm. That it takes turns, you know, yeah. and and uh, yeah, yeah, I make it yeah. my own by adding uh, things to it. That it's that permutation of creation, that that process yeah. that kind of happens organically, and this goes great into our discussion that we'll have here in a little bit, probably after the break, which is is creating content when you can't meet with people. When as you know, as a LARP company, we can't meet with with our players, we can't oh, set so... up filming. I mean, this is super tough because so often, that's how we would create something new. But when there's nothing for a year, you basically are digging into the bottom of the barrel going like, what do we still have left to be able to dig out to create something new? Yeah, and this this um, doing uh, online meetings, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's not it's not a substitute. It is not. No, it's no, not, not doing the job. Not at, uh, uh, not at all. It's not the same than hanging out with each other and, no. and uh, talking about stuff. Yeah, I think people are getting better at it. I saw an interesting article recently by the Washington Post that was related to uh, like uh, creative companies finding innovative ways to collaborate with visuals. So like, for instance, we see a lot of uh, improvements recently with Adobe in their collaboration tools, like Photoshop now has a collaboration tool, for instance. This is something that didn't exist before. And I think a lot of this comes from the fact that we can't get teams in one place to poke at a project together. So they're forced to come up with tools and, and yeah, this and, this is yeah. this is always what I what I strongly believe that uh, that is also the reason why I also think um, uh, that having limitations mm. always mm. helps the creative process. I totally you know? agree. Yeah. Um, totally. Uh, so, so if you can, can do everything, you can. Yeah, analysis paralysis kicks yeah. in. There's too much to analyze and break yeah. down. Yeah. And uh, and so. I think what doesn't work if you try to imitate your techniques for collaboration mm -hmm. uh, only digitally. Yeah, you know? it just will not work. You, you need to work a totally different uh, new tool yeah. that yes. does something in a different way and is yeah. a completely new thing. Um, yeah, uh, and it's interesting also how different industries handle this so differently. A good example of this is, for instance, the film industry has always been largely a lot of remote teams working individually and then sending files back and forth to each other. So for the film industry, part of it, Corona didn't really affect them that much. The problem was no one could go film anything because yeah. you can't film. So, you know, but we haven't seen any new films released in the last year of note. I mean, Tenet being the only one that really kind of made waves and that was an odd film. So Yeah, but that, but, uh... But this is totally not informed here. So yeah, I mean, we're we're the, armchair <coughs> armchair yeah, philosophy exactly. here. Yeah. So I can't uh, vouch for that, but I think part of it is not really that um, they wouldn't be able to produce stuff, mm. but it's more that they 
wouldn't that have right so if you want to do a big blockbuster movie mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. cinemas obviously don't work the same way they yeah. used to yeah and uh, so they're afraid uh for their business model because nobody yeah. knows um how this whole yeah. streaming thing really will it will it yeah. like for netflix it works because they never did something else mm -hmm. but for mm -hmm. other companies that don't have that kind of business model and the and the subscriber base mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. don't know if they produce a 500 for a 600 million dollar movie that yeah, ends up doing nothing yeah totally yeah. totally and this also leaves companies like netflix and amazon with kind of the the winning position here you know where they know they can produce and, and people were already at home watching it yeah so um another cool thing that we're seeing is and this this kind of production model using real-time um engines we actually used real-time uh, um uh, rendering engines on our product that we release tomorrow <clears throat> and we, we see this with shows like mandalorian yeah. where it takes half the crew in a warehouse with a couple of led screens yeah. to now completely go crazy. I mean, you can have a guy in Singapore creating the sets digitally, and then a team of four people in a studio with some LED screens, and everyone else is working remotely in real time. And that's some cool stuff. And we, we actually used some of that tech on this project, which yeah. was uh, real-time real -time rendering systems. We need to get cool. our hands on something like that, but I think it's kind of too early for our budget. It's a little yeah. too early. Yeah. Well, and, and also the, the tech is also, at this point, not a not at a place where you can just throw you can throw five hundred thousand dollars toward this and you can get a system that's re remarkably good that's why i'm saying out of our range <laughs> yeah yeah out of our range price wise, yeah. sure way out of our range <laughs> price range way out of our price range but the, the other part is the tech is still very like very kind of hacked together there yeah. like there isn't these enterprise solutions that are ready to just hit the floor running everybody's kind of coming up with a solution for whatever they have but this is this is to be honest uh uh, due to what you are doing and mm. due to our collaboration, uh, our new project, Big Medium Small. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> I'm looking more and more into those uh, 3D tools and 3D mm -hmm. uh, rendering and uh, mm -hmm. editing tools. Mm -hmm. And it all feels terribly hacked together. You know, so you have that yeah. big patchwork of, of different tools that actually, if you look at them, they kind of claim to all do the same. But they, all have, they have their angle. different strengths, yeah. uh, and so yeah. everybody is using this tool for that and this tool for that. Although the tool isn't even meant for that, you know. Yeah, so completely, completely. Basically, and then you kind of hack and slay, and, and you're converting really, one file to another file into another program to then work on and, one tiny part of it, to then move it back to another file yeah. into another program, and yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, we. We will look into the is, sound. Is it the echo, Mareike, or is it, um, or is something else wrong with the sound? Hey, Mareike. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, occasionally, return of an echo. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do what we can here in the break to try to solve that. Um, another fifteen minutes, and then we'll be going to break anyway. Yes. So. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, that is that is so true in so many different ways. A good example of this is we use Blender here in the office almost on a daily basis now. A lot of the projects that we do yeah. go through Blender, fantastic free tool. Um, but even within Blender, 
you kind of need to open Mixer and Substance Painter and ZBrush to do certain aspects of what Blender doesn't do well. And you're doing this all the time. And then for us particularly, we also use Photoshop and Premiere and After Effects and it's just like and Lightroom and you just use so many programs and by the end of it I mean on the project that we release tomorrow which is the first episode of our Mythodia lore series we're using five programs per shot sometimes more yeah and that and is probably just, well, probably we explain what the Mythodia lore series what yeah, what is that so the Mythodia lore series is part of an ongoing attempt for the for the live <laughs> adventures team to produce content that can tell the story and history and legends of Mythodia uh, for those who are watching who have not, uh, who are not live adventures players, Mythodia being the world in which the conquest of Mythodia takes place, Chronicles of Mythodia, um, JDS, um, and Stromboff as well. Um, it's, the, it's the world in which that takes place and it's been 13 or 14 years now of, of developing this world. And there's been different teams involved and different people. So for a lot of people, it lacks this kind of like um, hard, rigid backbone of history that everyone is aware of. There's a lot of stuff you can learn in game, but right now there's kind of this yeah. So issue of, it's, of it's basically if you're not unified. part of the inner circle of people that yeah. are in the know. Yeah, you know, that's a good way to. That's a good way to. And and the idea was with Mythodia lore that we we look at things and say how can we tell the story of this particular NPC faction or this particular legend or this thing that happened at an event in a way that is almost like a player would experience it at an event, but does not give a level of detail that it would ruin experiencing things new at the event. So mm -hmm. uh, the first video is from the perspective of, uh, of a person sitting at a fire, an old man at arms, and he's telling the story like a legend of the undead flesh to someone who's never encountered them yet. So perhaps yeah. it's a young squire who has yet to go out into the field and actually have to fight. And he's, you know, you can kind of think of it almost like a, um, a man who's been in the shit in Vietnam, you know, and yeah. he's sitting at a fire back at a camp talking to a kid who just got out of basic training. And he's like, yeah, tell me about the bad guys. And he's like, you don't even know what you're asking and kind of telling him the horror of that, of that thing in a way that tries to convey really how terrible it is. And that's what we, we attempted to do with this first video. And um, and it was a really interesting challenge. We, we did a, 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 we launched a campaign specifically to find voices. So something that we launched this last week was called Mythodia Storytellers. And it was this basically talent uh, uh, scouting within our community and within uh, that, relevant that was again crazy. What that was that, that was amazing. I expected maybe ten people, fifteen yeah. people. We've got one hundred and seven auditions currently in our repository. And the, and the cool thing was crazy. about this that we we said any voice counts, so yeah. it can be. And I really look forward to, to maybe showing some of these in, in future streams if we can get permission from these people. But the auditions were private so that people could feel confident putting in yeah. lots of different ideas exactly. and trying new things. And we got one that was of a an orc boss character that was that was like oh my god. I I, I oh. first thought uh, that was not an audition. It was taken from some video game. That's what you sent me. Like where did yeah. this come from? Like this was actually yeah, yeah. a uh, I think a Spanish a Spanish uh, larper 
who said I, I that was also it was, wasn't the orc boss wasn't that the goblin uh, Gob- oh no no excuse me that was goblin the, 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 the goblin, goblin shaman yeah, goblin, the goblin shaman, shaman yeah. was a spanish uh yeah. larper who has a fantastic voice oh yeah. man was it good and then someone did a voice modulation and, and edited their voice a bit and it had this really low voice that they did this orc boss that was so cool i mean i'm so excited to use this i don't even know where we're going to use it yet but just having this repository of insanely cool voice actors german american french italian we got one guy from new zealand who does this great scottish accent um oh i would have liked the new zealand accent this is new zealand accent would have been yeah this is so special it's so special yeah he's over here just now trying to do voice acting yeah, it's great. I love it. Kiwi, 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 Kiwi. By the way, member of our, our tech team from yeah. New Zealand. That's the name. He always says, uh, "What accent?" What? what <laughs> he doesn't understand. That. It's so funny to think about that. But he just did not see himself having an accent. Um, but yeah, the 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 range of talent that we got. We got some amazing uh, female voices that were everything. Like we had a list of like what could you label yours as? Anything from like grim and dark to seductive and courageous and like everything in between and we had everything you can imagine i mean we had um people doing children's voices and we had people doing old men and women and we had people doing different creatures we had one person do a golem i mean it was a lot of great stuff in there so really excited and we we picked the first one which uh was uh uh darren uh, a player um braca uh, no, no, he's he's not. He's uh, not Brocka. He's, he's the North. Ah. He's actually with the North. He plays yeah. a, a Chaos Knight uh, ah, from okay. the, from the Northern Seal, and uh, he he has a he has a, a Blood Pack character that's an anti guy, ah, um, okay. a really cool anti guy character, and he just did another um, another character that was featured on Wyvern um, with their new Gambison, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Just did a whole, I think it's a Northern Warhammer style character, really cool. And he has a fantastic voice, and he did a um, a voice acting uh, read for our undead video, and it turned out awesome. And and it has that honesty of an of a person <clears throat> of a person speaking German in English who his doesn't have perfect perfect who doesn't have perfect English. Wow, it's quite quite yeah. meta that I can't talk while saying it. Um, but it was this honesty of the performance that really sold it for me. And uh, we are throwing in subtitles just in case people have a hard time understanding it, both in English and in German. And really excited to put this one out. It, it, I, I think, I think it will do a pretty good job of explaining what the undead flesh are it, uh, to people who maybe don't have a true understanding of how horrifying that group really is. Yeah. Is that the the the? How long is that video? Four minutes, fifteen seconds, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then credits. So it's a five-minute video in total. All right, and and how many of those do we plan on doing? Oh man, um, I know for a fact that there are six Ateron stories mm. that are already in process of being written. The Crimson Company, which is a new faction that we're bringing mm. out, NPC group, uh, will also have a few. I know the undead have six, I think, that are going to be coming out. Seven more. Yeah, and and it basically the the first one being very broad strokes, but the next one kind of dives into a group within the undead flesh, and then kind of over time we're able to tell more and more stories. And the best part is that we're not telling the stories as this omnipotent 
narrator. The narrator has a point of view. They have their own motivations. Yes. And the motivations of the narrator actually and they also tell have, a lot about they, both factions. And, the they, and they also have limited knowledge. So, Absolutely. so uh, Absolutely. basically they piece together, as we all do, yeah, yeah, we piece absolutely. our world together from the uh, pieces of the puzzle we are. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, it might not even be true what he's saying. Yeah, you the, know? The, I think there's a great line in the video that'll be coming out tomorrow where it's talking about Garvin, who's like the yeah. the regent, the head regent of the Undead Flash. And a lot of people aren't familiar with him because he mm -hmm. hasn't he hasn't played at events, but he's a character in the in lore and history. And the line is something along the lines of, you know, some stories tell him of a hulking warrior king, others of simply a wise man. And it's yeah. like, we don't really know what he is. But that's part of the thing that makes it so scary. Who is this this undead yeah. this undead region who's who's leading them? Yeah. What is his motivations? We don't know. And that leaves a lot of opportunity for players to discover things and also to be able to tell their own legends and stories. And we can allow storytelling to kind of go wild. As about that's freedom. It's about yeah. freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing... To be able to fit your narrative into uh, into Absolutely. a world, you know. Um, and, uh, and and also, also to, uh, to to give it the structure and the feel of a real living world. Yeah. Because yeah. this is part of a real living world. Absolutely. That there are different versions yes. of the truth yes. competing, competing with each other. other. And uh, uh, and people uh, arguing about it, you Absolutely. know. Um, uh, and there are more extreme factions that believe extreme things, and there are more moderate uh, factions that believe more moderate things. Absolutely. And you'll have the characters who are zealots in one direction or another, and then you'll have the scholars who are zealots in one direction or another, and then you'll have the moderates who are always trying to find something in between. And it may turn out that one zealot on one side or the other is the right one. Or it might be the middle. That that's the great part about it. Is but no one knows. But no one knows no. And until and you know hindsight. Obviously, you can allow things to be discovered in game. The other part is this makes things a little easier for the the plot writing team, where they, as things happen and players make choices, it leaves them open roads to be able to modify the direction that they are going to choose to take. Based on kind of the things that happen in game, it, it it reduces the need for railroading story concepts, and opens up much more broad uh, uh, opportunity for yeah. story writing. And this is huge. This is a, a huge, huge problem that that story teams oftentimes have. And this is a really elegant, simple solution. It's it's almost lazy in certain sense, but that's also very much like real life. And no, I it's, it it's actually. Um... This is a well-established technique, you know, in in creating worlds mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that uh, all of the serious uh, IPs mm -hmm, out there mm -hmm. uh, uh, use it, mm -hmm. utilize it, mm -hmm. you know, because um, uh, otherwise it's un it's impossible. So there's two two sides to this. First mm -hmm. of all, it's mm -hmm. impossible to um, maintain. Um, world otherwise you know yeah. Uh, yeah. over decades yeah you know? yeah uh, and and the other thing is that um, uh, if everything is absolute mm. you know and everything is kind of um, the only truth mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is not how an, a real world works yeah. and feels yeah. you know yeah um, because all the protagonists in a world 
have their view, have their limited uh, information, Absolutely. and piece the world together out of it. And, you know, yeah. and you yeah. you need to have those different perspectives on a world, um, uh, and different narrative structures mm -hmm. to a world mm -hmm. um, uh, to make it a living thing and yeah. to make it feel organic. It's a bit yeah. like mm -hmm. with the, um, uh, you could compare that. Uh, why uh, the 3D scanning of costumes that we are doing is mm. so much more superior than to a sculptured costume. Right. Because that's organic. This is this mm -hmm. feels like a real thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and those little um, mistakes that are in Absolutely. fabrics and, and stuff, if you if you try to um, emulate them you always by end hand, up feeling, it's not possible. Yeah, you even when you're trying to do it procedurally, it yeah. will always feel disingenuous hmm. and i think this is the this is the thing is creating worlds that feel genuine um as bob ross would put it um those happy mistakes yeah you know and those happy mistakes are the things that you know happy little tree here he's yeah. gonna have a little buddy yeah a little buddy sometimes is an accident you know where a paint stroke happened and you just fill it in and the, the same thing is going to happen with storytelling with worlds and a huge part of our process is to is to not to fight it when it happens, run with it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Like, create when you can. So, um, all right. So we're gonna jump to a break. Yes, Emma, or uh, who is doing the director's stream engineering? Uh, director's desk is meant by or women. Women. Is that yeah. what? Women. By 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 Emma. Um, yeah. Hello. Hello, Emma. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll try to take care of the audio. If uh, it may be, and this is something that behind the streams being we can talk about this kind of thing um our mics that we're using are not omnidirectional so what i think is happening is i'm talking into my, yeah, mic, my mic passing through here, your mic and since the cable for your mic is a different length than the cable for my mic the very slight difference in the two i think creates a bit of an echo i don't know so what would be interesting to find out from the chat during the break yes. let us know uh, when we talk quieter does the echo go away? Because if, if that's the case, it means that simply my voice is not passing strong enough to your mic. Yeah, to mine. that, is, uh, that, that might be the case. case. I don't know. We don't yeah. know, but we're going to take a look at it during the break, and we'll come back and we'll tell you what we find. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to take a quick two-minute break real fast. We don't tend to make a long one, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, creating content from old resources uh, when you can't get together with people and uh, don't have that collaboration in person and uh, how we're handling that and what we intend to do in the future about it. So, if we come back, we'll talk to you then. See you. All right, and we are back. Welcome back to Scald TV's Behind the Streams. Today we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, content creation, when you can't get together creation of, of, of all sorts of stuff when events can't happen, when people can't gather, what do we do? And the other part is an update on the Birchneider Hostel, which, yeah. man, I had, the, I had the chance since last episode when we were talking about this, I had a chance of going and actually seeing it. Yeah. I mean, it's only one block over, so it's like, I don't know why I haven't up to this point, but I finally did, and I went with you, and man. Am I excited? So maybe break that down for us. I'm like, first off, the, the construction process was pretty crazy. Maybe catch people up real quick on the situation there with like where the hostel is and how that's all set up. Yeah. 
the 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 hostel is uh it sounds bigger than it is actually it's it's <laughs> if you call it the Borgschneider hostel but it's actually one uh, slightly bigger bedroom one slightly smaller bedroom a bath a room like a shower mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. including everything yeah. and um and a kitchen space a small kitchen space in on the in the attic of the house where i live mm -hmm. yeah um it's right downtown here frankfurt it's uh 50 meters 100 meters away from our office yeah, yeah. right around the corner right around the corner and uh, there was this weird attic space that the former owner of that house used as we don't really know we, it's what, like we some weird wellness paradise for <laughs> whatever because <laughs> there was a sauna up there yeah there was a there was a sauna and uh, some open uh, bathtubs and uh, uh, like a open bathtub scenery and uh, a solarium like a uh, tanning tanning booth, booth. yeah uh, weird uh, and uh, and some bar a bar with but everything totally in this really like crappy 70s 80s style but it's not <laughs> crappy enough to be cool again you know it's like this this it went it went past retro and it is bad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um and i i found this place basically yeah i, I was uh going through the house and uh went up to the attic and and there were those closed doors and i said all right what's behind those doors so i mm -hmm. These those doors and then this weird scenery un unfolded, <laughs> you know? and uh, uh, I decided, okay, that's. Uh, Did you have to break the door down or? Nah, it was, I, I or? Thought, this was almost hilarious. Yeah, so um, uh, there was a door knob. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. and I tried to open it, so I thought it's closed. So I, I got all the tools and tried to open it and. Um, went at it and suddenly realized oh you can turn the knob <laughs> it's like those people who run up to like run up to a door and they think it's automatic and then they just go like yeah. they try to get it to go and then you realize oh, you have to push it <laughs> you have to do a thing yeah and, and everything was was in this brown with brown and brown and brown so, oh, so the walls were in different shades of brown oh, and man. there were this wooden like in german we call it nut und feder yeah, uh, yeah. you know this yeah. wooden that stick in, into each yeah. other yeah, the wooden, and wood panels wood paneling yeah, yeah. We, we would any american kid who grew up with a basement in, a, in, in suburbia remembers the wood panel basements yeah exactly oh, yeah. and everything, everything was brown, brown you know and, and uh, uh and it, it was it was basically you went up there and it was sucking the life force out of you yeah <laughs> uh, from from anti-aesthetics and uh, oh man uh, and weird i don't know and a weird vibe you know? a weird vibe and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so um uh, so Yorma, um, uh, one of the Wandergesellen, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, he was looking for a place uh, to stay uh, because of Corona. It's a hard time for them um, uh, uh, and to work. So I said, okay, guys, if you if you're around anyway, you might as well uh, can live and work there. around here and uh, and probably get that project done. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so we uh, went at it, and um, 
uh, tore everything out. Emma probably. Sadly, I didn't make pictures of the original setup. Man, I'm so sad you did. Like, you know, foresight. I can only show a picture after we already ripped almost everything out. Yeah, this is this is the the height of construction. Yeah, this. Or this is after you had tore out everything and you had. Yeah, we already tore most of the stuff out. With some still some weird furniture stuff. Um. And uh, then we worked on it and um, uh, turned it into this. Emma, next picture, please. Oh, that's the kitchen. So that's the kitchen corner. We kind of improvised from from stuff that was already there, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, little cooktop deal. Yeah, yeah, that and and the the sink uh, uh, we recycled, refurbished, and. Uh, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. Uh, and this uh, basically the the tiles down there. This mm -hmm. was where the sauna was on top. So we ripped okay. away the sauna, and okay. we had the tiles there. And we thought, all right, shall we rip them out as well? Those tiles but, are truly horrendous. So yeah, they um, are. But it it but works. It works. Yeah, it, it works. That's all that matters. Uh, you know? The way uh, we set it yeah, up, it worked. It totally works. Next picture, please. And this is the the corner where you can hang out. It's like a uh, little 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 breakfast so the kitchen space. we yeah. saw you, you from there you look at the kitchen yeah, setup right right next to it little pointy yeah it's, it's right underneath the roof so there's um uh back in the corner you can't really stand yeah. uh, straight up standard you know kind of building in the eaves yeah you know? so next photo so, so yeah there you is, go there's this the hallway the hallway and then we have two rooms first room is emma is this this is a small bedroom um uh for two two beds um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the other one uh this is the bigger bedroom um where we will be able to fit in four or five beds and if uh you really want to cramp it probably it's also even six or seven people could stay there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and for us this is um and this, is, this is by the way this is like the right after construction, the people who are, are staying there just have mattresses for now, but we have beds in there now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is this is right, uh, right. pre um, pre furniture, uh, uh, pre furniture. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. Uh, and this is Asuka, uh, cute dog, the love, Yoma's dog. Love that dog. Yeah, great dog, great dog. Great dog. And um, uh, basically, um, we want to have this. We want to turn the, our Frankfurt office. Um, into a community space so yep. we will have this uh, maker space in the back mm -hmm. where people can craft on their costumes and we have all the tools and uh, materials and everything yep. Yep. and uh, we want uh, to have the community be able to come in here and do things you know so yeah. if you have a project or you want to do something you can come anytime there is always a place where you can stay um uh and sleep and yep. uh hang around and also there's this crafting space back here and the stream uh uh, uh stage here where we can talk about the crafting so we want to turn this into a community hub into a creative space Absolutely. where people from all over the world can come and, and hang around i know and, i know and we have people from the states who are already yeah. are already planning to make the trip out to stay for a week or two and do you know um long form projects with us to then put on stream and to attend events and all, you know, all sorts of cool stuff so yeah and 
the hostel basically we couldn't spend that much money because of this course. corona and we have to look uh, we don't know how long this uh, will last so we don't know right so we kind of improvised a little we ripped everything out and uh, took whatever we could reuse and reuse it you know and uh, i think the result is fantastic i really yeah. do i think it's comfortable great space for you know a group of friends who want to come in and work on a project together yeah. they can come in and do that which is it's awesome. I think it's great. Exactly. And, and we, we want this to be really something that's that gets that's used regularly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, anybody uh, who's out there is a, a LARPer or tries to work on a project. Yeah. Come to Frankfurt. Give us a call. Yeah. Uh, knock on the door. Come in. We'll probably need to put together some kind of like schedule website thing where you can like register for a time so we don't have too much overlap also there's going to be blackout periods where it's like we all have to focus here in the office and it's going to be all hands on deck prepping for events or whatever so you know we'll we'll put that together at some point where you can kind of register for a time you know and the cool part is for for uh for the for the art team and for the design team media team this also means that we have cool projects coming through the door all the time where we can feature people and talk about awesome creations that our community are working on do photo shoots here in the, in the studio or uh, the other two studios that'll be uh, ready in that time so yeah. it'll be great i really look forward to it yeah and we uh, i mean it's also meant for for our own team so we have uh, our our team is kind of spread all over germany mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. other countries as well absolutely so uh, uh they all do home office and yep. they want to be at one point uh, it's also necessary to meet in person so absolutely uh, it's also meant for them to be able to come in and, yeah. and stay here but mainly it is uh, uh for the community yep. and to to really have that creative uh, uh melting pot kind yeah of situation, that's a good way of know? putting it it's a great way of putting it um, i think that community melting pot is is one of those things that right now I can't think of any other LARP organization out there that's that's attempting to do some kind of space like this. I might be wrong. There might be something out there. But this really does offer us some cool creative opportunities that we wouldn't have otherwise. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and time will tell when we can. Corona corona being what it is, it who knows? Yeah. Could be another year before we're able to do this kind of thing. Yeah. We hope not. We hope not. So that brings up the next point which is the discussion uh, main topic for the evening, which is creation under the restriction of Corona and specifically content creation under the, under the um, kind of restrictions of not being able to be around yeah. the people who you need to create things with. Um, and, and I guess I'll, I'll start by asking you a few questions. Obviously you work closely with the Reggie, the, yeah. the plot team. Um, how has this affected things for you and them in that regard, not being able to get together for the meetings that normally you guys would get together for monthly. Yeah, this, this, um, the, the regie is pro probably a bad example for that because, mm. um, they were remote to begin remote, with. Yeah. Remote to begin with because, uh, we also like Ruth lives near Munich and, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh Julian is in Regensburg and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lester is here. Um, uh, and first that and second, the, the time at the moment, there is not that much going on, mm. you know, because mm -hmm. we simply can't really do events. We don't have events. Yeah. 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 So we, yes, we worked a little, we, we, we prepared um, workshops for for team members and for plot writing mm -hmm. and for mm -hmm. um 
so <laughs> we consulted with a lot of um, professionals outside of our um, lab bubble, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So how do you do that? How do you create a world that is um, consumable um, or or livable? Let's yeah. put it like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, for a long period of time by a lot of people um, without um, putting you in, in dead ends and yeah, um, yeah. and giving everybody the same opportunity to, to partake. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. a very important uh, yeah. uh, thing. Um, and uh, offering everybody, everybody the, the same, same access. access you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and by, <clears throat> by that you mean both new players and old advanced players and the people who are just coming in as NPCs, like how can they all have the same agency of creation and exploration? Happening? Yeah, and how can we um, keep the world from becoming stale? Mm. And yeah, uh, yeah. from uh, and that is another so one thing. It, it, one danger is always that it becomes stale, and the, and the other uh, danger is always that it becomes too superlative. You know? Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, since you always try to talk the, the, last, the last thing, thing happens, you have yeah. this you have this epic creep where eventually you can never you can never top the last thing you did. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and but, but we are not the only people doing this. You know? yeah, of course. So of course. Um, uh, if you, uh, it helps a lot to talk to people who are really experienced in doing things like that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Having their input and. Uh, and um, people from other industries you know, yeah people from yeah. other industries and from bigger uh worlds yeah, you know absolutely um uh how how do they take care of stuff like that and um mm -hmm. so this was a lot of exchanging of experiences and and uh, building our strategies mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. and building putting together um material to because one thing is you have a strategy for yourself in your head you right, know, of course, that of course. means nothing because nobody knows about it, you know. Right. So now, how do we get that into the minds of the people that we want to work with? Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, So that everybody really understands um, what, how we want to do things, and uh, why. And that's this is the most important. The, the thing. why, yeah. Why are we doing it like this? You yeah. Know? Because there's always a reason for for things, you know. Um, we don't do things just because we like it that way or because we are so in love with that idea or yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it has always a more uh, um, mechanical aspect where, where you say okay um, we need to build it in a way that it that it delivers the best results for all the people in, involved and that not only one time, but over a long period of yeah. time. And there's so many aspects involved. That's in this. One such is, an insanely yeah. deep thing to try to tackle. Yeah, and the one, one is the, the experience the player has, mm. which is very, very important, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but the other thing is the the manageability and the manageability, manageability, yes, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of, of um, the team and the people being involved and and keeping people from burning out that that yeah. uh, work with that absolutely. And, uh, absolutely so the mental health of the people involved absolutely. and uh, at the same time the the uh, delivering a product that's really um, or delivering a experience that is uh, really worth um, yeah uh, being in 
yeah. and uh, participating in. Yeah, that's a that's an immensely complex problem to tackle. Yeah. And the the part that I think can make this a little bit um, Lester squeaking by. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that can make this really complex on top of that is is the ability normally to have trial and error. You know, when you have events, you're able to try things, fail, make mistakes, and then and then move forward and create improvements. But when you have no events, you have to do a lot of digging through your own assumptions and breaking them down. And, and I think this is the, the whole thing of discussing it with people outside of your industry who can look at it and go like, ah, we tried that. Let me tell you how it totally blew up on us. Or we did something similar once and it went great. Here's another problem though you didn't think about that we found. And I think this is something that without events, you're kind of stuck dealing with. There's no real way around it. Yeah, and, and you know me um, by now pretty pretty well. And uh, the, the thing we are, so there's always the first question is, um, uh, um, because you know me, it's I'm always first principle. I always try to, to solve things uh, in a way that is unique to us. Right, you know? right. Um, but uh, it's not always necessary to do that. You can't so always that, reinvent the wheel. Yeah, exactly. You, and you also don't want to because right. it's a waste of energy. Yeah, right. And, right. Uh, uh, and, and so, so especially, especially if things are very well, the, the solution, solution is already established and mm -hmm. is there, mm -hmm. and it's not something where you have to uh, distinguish yourself from from competition or something like that because mm -hmm. um, uh, it's more uh, it's, it's not a relevant. technique yeah. to build something. It's not. It's the not product the product itself. Yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. Um, uh, uh, then, um, and then we're talking like things like logistical strategies and storytelling devices, things yeah, like that. Exactly. And, and techniques uh, of, of telling a story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, and especially then if you're not the, the professional that has been in this industry for two or three decades or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you rather look at how are other people doing it, Absolutely. Um, how do other people tackle those problems and kind of cherry pick your, your solutions, you know, and that's yeah. what we yeah. kind of did a lot over the, the last year and, and tried to fit it into our organization because obviously we, uh, with, uh, we can't compare to a lot of those uh, organizations we talked with and uh, yeah. because we are very small, obviously. And, and, and for reasons of privacy, we'll, we'll, we'll leave those organizations unnamed, but I can promise you, you know who they are. Yeah, that's true. That, that's one way we can put it. You know them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's a very, I think anytime you can step out of the bubble that, that is LARP, and ask the question of how is this same problem tackled in other directions. I think you're in a good place because, yeah. Um, because yeah, I think things that are handled in multiple different industries in a similar fashion means there's an underlying reason there. And if you can understand that underlying reason, the odds are that the applicability of their solution is still uh, uh, valid for you. And, and I think this is something that, um, at least for my team, like for the for the media team, this is absolutely the case. We've we've absolutely yeah, seen yeah. that to be the case. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and um, it's um, 
it's the same like take music you know there's mm -hmm. always a certain structure to a piece of uh, music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you don't follow this structure it gets for the layman for people that are not professionals you know right it, right right they can't uh, they digest can't it, to it they can't digest it anymore yeah, it's like yeah. they don't understand it so free jazz to... is only for certain people exactly it's only for aficionados you yeah. Know? yeah and uh, uh and obviously we don't want to produce something that is only for a select uh, number of people right. right we want to produce something that brings joy to uh, the maximum number number of people yeah and that offers a lot of ways to interact with it and to yeah. um, make it your own. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting, an interesting challenge and an interesting. Um, I, I think it's not unique to us. I mean, I think a good example of this would be, for instance, story writers and game designers for MMOs, massive multiplayer online yeah. games. I think they oftentimes are dealing with a very similar situation of both mechanical power creep in the way that they develop their games from a statistical direction and you know, skills and, and levels and things but also from the angle of how can we create stories that are flexible enough for us to make new expansions to create new elements of the story where we aren't continuing to go like we now just defeated the great evil that ends all and then like okay now what and then you're like, there's another evil. And they go like, ah, I just don't care. You, you, like, you ruined it for me. Come on. It's a bit like the, uh, uh, I, I out myself here. I enjoy watching those, like those supernatural shows, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 where, yeah. where uh, it starts out with the first series and mm -hmm. it's, it's all interesting and fresh. And yeah, uh, yeah. you have those one or two special characters, which uh, over time people find out that they are special. They knew it, but they don't we didn't have you know we didn't the have story proof. You know? we didn't have proof so, they were special and then yeah. uh, over the series uh, it evolved it 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 uh in the inflation of it just special gets characters ridiculous. gets crazy yeah all of a sudden and, dude's got wings and yeah. hooves <laughs> and his grandmother's a wizard and you're yeah. like what is going on yeah, here exactly, this is yeah. getting wild yeah you don't want grandma to end up as yeah. a wizard with hooves so we need to come up with elegant solutions yeah, you to want, things. That you, you don't, don't want to end up in the telenovelas trap. Yeah. You know, it's like, like uh... Dios mio! <laughs> He's back from the dead with cancer twice. <laughs> like, what? Why are we going here? Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. That's exactly... That's a very good way of putting it, actually. The telenovela problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's cool. And I think for smaller games, this probably isn't an issue. Uh, I think the, the, the volume of players that are problem-solving and attacking problems, it kind of explodes this this struggle a lot more than if you have 50 people doing something. You can kind of control that a little bit cleaner. Um, but when you have that many people, man, it gets to be wild. It gets to be a wild experience. Telenovela can go just wild. But, but yeah. you see, all those problems are solvable. They have been solved in the industry. You yeah. Know? yeah. And... Uh, uh, we are um we spend a lot of time on finding out how are they solved and what are like the best practices for that yeah, yeah. and uh we kind of implemented them in our team and uh will be still implementing them also technically there will be some things happening this year um uh, in the in the tech department you yeah know? and um hopefully we are uh 
well equipped uh, once uh, we are back on, you know. Yeah. And or at least you're you're at a point when, where you can start to experiment be. and make make failures and make successes and then adjust and, and develop and um, something that's always been a um, kind of underlining concept for Bergschneider in all of its iterations over the years has been at least for the nearly five years that I've worked for the company is is it's okay to fail horribly. Yeah. Totally fine. Not, Absolutely fine to just like have a complete crash and burn moment where like, man, that didn't work at all. And you kind of look down at the rubble and go like, whoa, crazy. Yeah, not a problem. Let's not do that again. But, and you see the, the, the thing is, um, uh, if you followed our company uh, from the outside, probably you might, the, the, it was quite an impressive ride so far. Yeah, they didn't see and, the they didn't see and, the massive crash and burn moments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, basically, in order to to um, keep evolving as mm -hmm. as as a person, mm. as well as as a company. Yeah, you know, yeah. you need um, you need you to need risk things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and you need to uh, try new things, uh, as many of them as possible. Yeah. And the only thing you need to know is when to uh, when the, the when horse to say is when. dead. Yeah, when you know? to say when. Yeah, yeah. Totally. so totally. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, basically, we we do a lot of things. We always believe that they will work, but sometimes we find out they don't, and we then we stop yeah. doing them. You know, and we do other things. You know? We, I mean, leading up to, for instance, the Bergschneider challenge, we had we had looked at different ways of handling this same question, and all of them, for one reason or another mostly being like personnel failure on my part at the time. Um, yeah. Things things didn't go well. Yeah. But the kind of the combination of growth for the team, but also a combination of growth for our community leads things to be able to be tried in new iterations and, and kind of find the thing that works. And that's yeah. yeah, cool. I really enjoy that part. Yeah, for, for us, it's always the, the, they are the joyous mistakes, let's put it like this, yeah. because to fail horribly, but still... Um, not obviously horribly enough that it kills you. Yeah, that is right, always right. a bad <laughs> mistake. Uh, it's always a bad mistake. <laughs> Don't go that uh, far. Uh, Don't go full uh, dead. Uh, so you 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 fail horribly, but but it's also great because yeah. you learned something you yeah. learned like obviously this doesn't work boy, <laughs> so we don't that, need to go that direction anymore. boy are my eyebrows gone but we know <laughs> that you can't light that on fire yeah. um you know yeah i, I think that's great yeah. though um and yeah. uh, uh but that way you you keep evolving constantly and yeah. you keep doing new things and um it keeps uh, it stays interesting it stays fresh I mean, that's, I think, one of the coolest things about working for Bergschneider for the last, like I said, nearly five years now, it's, it's, that, it's that thing where we're, we're constantly trying new stuff. It's never, yeah, it's never the same thing. You know, we're always giving it a new direction. And this last two months has been a great, like, awesome shift in kind of the, the direction and new skill sets and new tools being used yeah. to create new things. And, and the result, I think, is going to be really fun. I think it offers some yeah. cool opportunity. Yeah. This, this, this uh, is true, but it also is a kind of weird, weird uh, space at the moment. Mm. Yeah, it feels kind of because we are doing all those new things that uh, basically we will find out whether they actually result in something. I mean, they are all really promising and everything is working, but you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And it could be one of those trash They are not really at the at the sorry at, at the, the point, point where you could say, say 
yeah, this, this is uh, total success, total success or, or this is going going to be great or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You, we, we hope. hope. Yeah. yeah, and there, there are a lot of uh, indications that it, it probably will be great, but the it's way too early stage in order to, to really analyze uh, uh, concrete results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the, the other hand, hand your your regular, your normal like daily business, mm. you know, mm -hmm. is almost dead. Yeah. To non-existent. Yeah. You know? Normally, there would be this whole list of things that, at least from my end, the stuff that I know, there'd be this huge list of media things that has to get put through the this process of preparing for events. New product releases means new prep for new shoots and new faction stuff means new preparation for new story shoots to be able to all this supporting element yeah. stuff that as the media team we do. None of that exists. So yeah, or not to the degree or not to the degree that, that would like, like lore video is kind of the way for us to go like, well, we have time to do a thing. We should do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, yeah. it's um but still, those things you do don't really return immediate results. So, no, so basically, no. you have that thing where we actually, like we, the team that is here, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. we are working very hard, probably harder than we would work in normal. I would types. say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I would say so. Uh, but uh, the the results are kind of on the horizon. So they're the, always the, just like they're, they're. It's weird. There's we've always done castle in the sky. There's always yeah. been this castle in the clouds that we always look toward and we go like we're working for that. But usually these big things right now cast in the sky is a little bit smaller it's called survive corona <laughs> like just exist long enough to get past this point or to plan things to where when we're at that point we've hit it which is a very different kind of castle in the clouds process yeah and, and, and basically going through the different um Going to the to the um, roller coaster ride um, over the last so yeah. first you thought well this like can't be more than six months six months it's yeah. over yeah, yeah. then uh, yeah uh, then we realized yeah this is uh, probably the whole year is gone so yeah. last year uh, uh, in April mm -hmm. we were discussing whether conquest in 2020 probably. Will it take place or will it be canceled? Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah, so um, uh, looking uh, back, how innocent we were. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and uh, then okay, then conquest is canceled, but next year conquest. Oh, you definitely, know? definitely so, conquest next year. Yeah, and now so, we're at this point where we go so like. No, at that then uh, yeah, wait a minute. And then <laughs> then you had that uh, thing where where suddenly they said okay, their vaccinations um, oh, right. work and they yeah. approved and and blah, and you went like. All right, so if the vaccinations are here, um, uh, mm -hmm. probably conquest is totally on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's, totally, let's totally, start totally. preparing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. uh, then you find out, yeah, there's mutations. You don't really know whether the vaccines work, and also the 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 rollout of the vaccines the is not of super has, quick. Has, is really not that fast, you know, and uh, so you can go like, ah, oh, yeah. Probably conquest isn't happening, and this this roller coaster. So at the moment, I I decided to to really tune this out until we have something concrete, you know, like uh, until uh, until we, they say flat out yeah. things are under control. We got this. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Until then, we just need to learn how to exist in the tunnel. Yeah, we're tired of the roller coaster. You yeah, know? totally, so, totally. Uh, uh, for 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 us, it's like until they tell us it's on, we can't. We think it's off. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And totally. Uh, uh, we can't yeah. communicate that really because 
we don't know we don't want to tell it's off and then it's on again yeah, you know yeah. it's like you uh, can't but communicate us, until there's as they say like don't have news until there's news to have yeah, yeah exactly you know? and and for us but for us uh, internally i i kind of fo we focus on the on the uh, things, things that, that we can work on really yeah, and that yeah. that yeah. where we don't feel uh, there's, there's a, a high chance that our work is wasted yeah you know? yeah um uh, and and that, that makes, makes it a, a weird time probably a few years from now we think back to that time and we will really like, appreciate it yeah I'm, I'm already appreciative i think yeah. i can already say the last year was really good for a whole bunch of reasons yeah. um, personal skills i know that i was able to improve tons of my own personal skills and, and develop new um new ways of thinking about my job and and I think from the corporate standpoint, looking at it and saying, how can I improve the space in which I work? Like, how can I improve my file management? How can I improve my understanding of the different brands in which that I'm, I'm working with? Like, these things are invaluable. And generally speaking, you never have time to do this because you're breakneck speed, constantly trying to keep up with what's going on and the events are coming, whether or not you want them to or not. This year for me has been great because I can do stuff I wouldn't have had time to do. And again, this year, if I continue to look at it in that light, I'll come out of this year with a very positive outlook as well because, yeah, it's personal growth time. It's personal yeah. growth for like the company, but also for myself. So I'm excited about that. I see it as a positive. Yeah. Although it does suck. Like there is the yeah, underlying suck. suck factor yeah. that you and, can't get around. And for a lot of people, it's also very hard. You, you really, oh, man. I think oh. you uh, you realize that if you look around yourself and you, you look at people in your immediate uh, surrounding, but also uh, uh, probably in the surrounding in the next level, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, there are so many people that kind of you, you see they are struggling right now, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. And that is kind of hard to watch. It is. Um, it is. It's really hard to watch. Um, um, yeah. I think mental health is the biggest is the biggest struggle to Corona. Yeah. Um, both professionally and from just a personal standpoint on, on everybody I know, everyone I'm around. It's like you have to keep that constant positive mental outlook because if like that's just to manage the constant yeah. negative creep that the world seems to throw at you. You know, it, what's going to be really cool, though, is like, I think there's a certain amount of resiliency that will be built for people as a, and maybe even as a, as a culture where we're coming out of this. We might have know. people who just go like, remember Corona? It sucked. At least we're not doing that again. You know, and we can hopefully come out of it with that mentality. Yeah. I know I will. I know I'm looking at it. I, you know, yeah, we, I say that now, but give me uh, another year of this. Maybe I'm like pulling my hair out and go crazy. At, at you know? least we can try. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of makes it hard. So it does. Um, it does. Uh, uh, let's uh, still focus on the positive things. Yeah, I, I'm I'm great. super positive through this. I mean, I'd love to be able to spend time with friends and family. I haven't seen family in two years just because you can't get back to see them. You know. Yeah. Um. So you know that that sucks, but there's a lot of positives that I've been able to find in that process as well. So yeah. I'm hoping other people can. Things like Bergsteiner Challenge, I think, is another really potentially a positive thing that we can put out into the community which is this sense of community from creating together which we know like humanity as a whole has always found a certain amount of, of positive power in the act of collaboration 
and working together toward a goal. And Birch Schneider Challenge, at least, has been a cool opportunity to see people get really excited and to encourage each other in creation of costumes. Um, yeah. Even though everyone knows, like, yeah, it could be a while before we get to see these costumes being used. This idea of, like, no, no, no we're all doing this together and we encourage each other. And, and that has been really awesome to see. There is a, an insanely positive group of people in that Birch Schneider Challenge group that are constantly encouraging and, and building each other up. You know, and helping each other, and a lot of new people who've never done crafting before asking questions and yeah, getting great feedback. That's really and that's yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. We have another great idea. It's it's an idea, or I don't. We don't actually know if it's a great idea, but we talked about this yesterday. Mm. Um, uh, probably we go into a little break. We could uh, because break Emma Emma uh, signals Did us she signal the frantically. Break? Uh, I, I have a light in my face, so I can't see her. I just see this glowing ball of white. Yeah. Um, but you um, can see her, so. So. Um, she says, "Go to break, damn it." <laughs> <laughs> so probably, probably we can talk about that idea and uh, see what the people in the chat think. Are we? About are we talking about? You're talking about uh, robes, 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 robes. No, no, no not robes, 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 robes. Oh we man, can talk about that well. we can talk about that as well. Okay, we can talk about robes, 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 robes. Okay, what, what, what was the other one you want to go over? Uh, the, the the costume roast. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so yeah. The, yes. Okay, so, so when we come back, another cool discussion about community comedy. Yeah, yeah and, and and also like doing something. something or candy for the soul. Yeah, candy for the soul. That's a good way to put it. Candy for the soul. We come back. Candy for the soul. Yes. And uh, more chat, and we'll make this a quick break. Hopefully the audio is a little bit better coming out of this. Hopefully it's slightly improved. And uh, when we come back, we're going to do a quick two-minute break so that we can refill coffee and tea. Yes. I'm never. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I've drank so much coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in trouble. So, I'm, I'm sticking to the tea, but it's also... Yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> See you after the See break, guys. I think we're live. You know, before the show, you did what is effectively the worst thing you can possibly do to another human being. What did I do? Which is to give them the worst song possible as a <laughs> orvom. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe <laughs> why now, the entire time this stream has been going on, I just have... <laughs> stuck in my head and it's really hard to talk about things like seriously when all you can hear and all you see is this brooklyn 99 playthrough in your head like, this is the worst kind of way to try to focus on a show and have like a genuine conversation that, that was the the i tried to get you into the mental state for the cover photo for tonight yeah it's like <laughs> yeah we yeah we really nailed that one boy oh boy by the way, for those wondering, those those photos that we throw up on Scald effectively are just Nicholas, our stream director, stream director uh, messaging one of us and saying, like, I don't have a photo for tonight. Get on it. And like, then we step over to the studio and then just whatever we grab or yeah. have near us or what we do, it just someone snaps a photo and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really any forethought. Yeah, there was a lot of dentist uh, dentistry thing I, I, you did those those twice i did know? i did a drill and pliers yeah the whole dentist uh, I, setup you know, you know like the, i don't know why you need to go I don't through know all why the stages I, you know? I don't know why like, i go guantanamo bay on the situation but like <laughs> sometimes you gotta go bay of pigs you know yeah. so uh so we were just before the break we we kind of teased the 
tease the upcoming project or an up, upcoming yeah it's not it's, it's not a project it's upcoming ideas thing. ideas yeah. that we have been having um i i thought you were talking about robes 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 that's a different thing which is a different <laughs> thing maybe we'll get into that yeah maybe i don't know want to. we could play with the idea here a little yeah. bit and then the other one you had was yeah, I, I thought, um, well, there's all this negativity, in, in, uh, especially in the past. Like if you looked at the Ning, for example, people were discussing costumes and were really negative about uh, yeah. certain details. I missed really... that whole phase and I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Um, uh, and some of that is still going on and so on. And I thought, well, especially right now in Corona times, we could use a lot of Positivity. positivity actually yeah. so we thought about what if we do what it would it be if we do a a, a, a kit group like a lab kit group you yeah, know show group. show off your costume yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh, a honey yeah. roast group yeah yeah so for those of you not aware of a honey roast can you explain a honey roast so basically honey roast is is the same than a roast you know mm-hmm. only that you're only allowed to say positive things but the but idea is in to the style it. of a roast yeah, yeah. So, yeah so uh so probably you would say you see um tom uh, or bill you're you're so cute little teddy teddy bears uh, give you uh, give little toms to their babies you know yeah, yeah. or um, like like i don't know what you would intended but that costume so fly i'm expecting to see wings yeah something like that so uh, we make that a, a a thing where basically you have to be really positive about uh, and it's there's a certain amount of creativity you know? that goes into coming up with a true just like a, a creativity that comes into a truly deep burn yeah it's the same or more creativity that has to go into a honey roast yeah. because like i mean there's some hilarious i mean there's a whole series of of like spoken word rappers and the underground rap scene doing this where rappers instead had to honey roast each other in these rap battles and those are truly epic i mean hilarious yeah. horribly un- inappropriate comments being made oftentimes but truly creative and i thought when you when you brought this up like yeah really like dear god that's brilliant <laughs> i mean it's so stupid it works <laughs> like and i I, I don't know if we need to start this or we just need to encourage the community, somebody in the community to kick this thing off, but yeah, you know, it doesn't need to be us thing. It just uh, needs to be a thing. It needs to be a thing. It's, not, it's, it's, just, it's kind of like the rap group that was, that was popping around yeah. for a couple of months. Probably it even works better if somebody else Yeah, I, I don't want people to think this is somehow some kind of marketing thing. It's, it's more about just get out there and just be positive to each other, yeah. like forcefully so. Yeah. <laughs> like I need, I need aggressive positivity here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and no, no risk, risk of any negativity, negativity at all. Yeah, you know, any negativity at all is just frowned upon so much, like instant yeah. ban. Like, just have the ban hammer ready. The moment there's a negative comment, hit them hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. I, I would look forward to seeing that. I'm, I'm very curious what the chat thinks about that, uh, about the honey roast idea. I don't know. I'd love to get some feedback in the chat from people on, on the idea. So, um, the other idea being robes, 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 robes. Kind of just a fun marketing goof for Dynamarp Shop. Yeah, exactly. Being, let's let's take the the awful provincial local television style commercials of like used car salesman. Yeah, yeah. John's Barbecue, come on yeah. down. You know, like yeah. the the worst kind of commercials, but like do one about robes. Yeah, and like all the different ridiculous different ways that robes fit into character concepts, and actually play and make fun of 
um, archetypes in a, in a very playful manner. And I think and also the whole thing filmed and edited to look straight VHS, like the worst kind of editing style, you know. Yeah, it, it, basically it just came about because uh, Ossimanias, Chrisov, uh, oh. uh, mm -hmm. uh, actually uh, requested, I need your monk, monk habit in, in red or blue. Ah, okay, you know? yeah, for his, for uh, his fire I said, okay, character. we could do that. Um, so I, I told uh, product management, you need the... We need blue and red robe. <laughs> So yeah, and by the way, the, the great proof that if you connect with us and go like, man, I really could use this product, and we see it, that you're right, we do need that product. We will put that product yeah, in sure, the system. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, we will get those red and blue ropes now, okay. and uh, uh, and we will promote them with uh, a very uh, silly, uh, stupid ad. Yeah, with a very silly, stupid ad and a, and a discount. So it, yeah, it will be about <laughs> somebody discount. really, really wanting hard to sell ropes. You know. <laughs> For all kinds of purposes, you know. Trying to raise the undead robes. Yeah. The cheapest robes. And... Been dead for three days living in a cave? Robes. You will get the best quality. At whatever. You, yeah, know, totally. you know where we're going. The, you know? worst, yeah. the worst kind of, like, I'm coming from growing up in Detroit where, like, there was a really awful local television station that anybody could throw stuff at. And it also was a city that was largely not connected to the entertainment industry, did not have a lot of serious <laughs> money going on there. Some of the clearly, ads... Clearly not man, connected to the entertainment No, <laughs> Detroit did not exactly have that on lock. So some yeah. of the ads that you'd get, I mean, they're legendary now how bad, how bad they were. Like now it's, it's almost like to achieve that level of cringe is hard work. Like it's hard to actively attempt to make something that poor. So... Yeah. I'm gonna give it a try though. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the archives of the worst ninety like nineties local television station ads and we're gonna recreate one of these things. Yeah. I, I've never been to Detroit. I, I uh and so far I was happy that I wasn't. Um but then I watched Jim Jarmusch's uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, which is mainly uh, shot hey, in, in shot Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. And, and and now I have to be, go there. Is uh, you when you're ready, you let me know. I will take yeah. you to all of the the best places. I absolutely like it, but see it, uh, it's much easier to criticize them than be positive. Some of the positivity sounds very forced. Um, yeah, and but that's the trick about it, Mareike. Um, uh, we force the positivity and thereby it doesn't feel forced anymore because it is forced. Oh yeah. yeah. It takes, it takes away the genuinity. There's no genuine, yeah. like if the idea is to create genuine positivity, this is not the place yeah. for it. It's pure forced positivity. You have your copywriting here. <laughs> Forget to bring a sleeping bag. Robes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That one goes on the list for sure. Yeah. I, I thought about this hilarious shot of like, I have, I have a, a friend, friend who, who his, his sister, sister has kids, kids and I thought it'd be hilarious to bury, um, to, to, to like bury uh, uh, two people in the sand and then you have these two kids playing in the sandbox like over the top of these two guys buried and then you just like have, have a guy in a black, in a black robe just jump into the frame and be like, Ugh! and then just have these two people come out of the sand and the kids just start screaming and you cut to these kids' faces as they just frantically screaming it's like need to raise the dead in your local park robes just yeah. terrible terrible shots like that um you get music critique circles where everything has to be positive and constructive yeah uh, in the music there's a really great metal 
group in North Carolina um, that has this exact thing. They have a they have like a pure positive metal community where, yeah, you're just not allowed to say negative things. You can say things like, "Man, I really like the way that the guitar sounds." I personally don't have like a real interest in this particular genre, but I can totally see where you're going with it, and I really think it's got. Yeah, it is something you know, it's like it's yeah. genuine in that way. This is this is also one something. Uh, sorry, I yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, um, this is also something we try to push uh, for our after event phase. You know, mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it's it's something uh, Ruth came up with. She she's doing this for uh, quite a while in her events. So an event is an for the team is a tour de force. So yeah, yeah. Um, you have really uh, not a lot of sleep. There is a yeah. lot of um, yeah. uh, uh, mental energy and physical energy you have to use up. And uh, yeah, there is not yeah. a single moment where you can replenish your your uh, for, reserves. For those event teams, yeah, it is burning the candle on both ends yeah. with a blowtorch. And so um, after the event, uh, we will invent something like the uh, <coughs> like the one week ban period, mm, where, where mm. basically you're not allowed to say negative things, um, uh, or not allowed is probably too hard a word. We suggest we to suggest to just... not do feedback rounds about what went wrong yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, at the event yeah. uh, straight after the event, but we rather wait a week or two until everybody is back yeah uh, and, and i think in also a positive mindset and, i think and, there's also that thing about when you exit an event the things that were negative make stick out a lot more than they might after you've had a chance to think about something in its entirety i know i've left multiple events where i go like man that one thing just stuck with me and it bugged me yeah. and then three weeks later when i've had time to think about all the other stuff i go like you know that, that thing really got under my skin but it didn't matter really it didn't actually matter. And for the team running the event, I guarantee there was nothing they could do about that one thing I didn't like anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of, like, let, let things sit a little bit before people start throwing critiques around. I think that's all. Oh, especially useful. internally. It's not for the, for the people. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. Like yeah, yeah. Every, anybody yeah, totally. can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The not, community can do whatever. Yeah, and I'm also the team can do whatever they yeah. want, but we will not enforce a feedback round where we right. talk about what went wrong at this event yeah, or what yeah. is uh, I think that uh, can go really go negative um, quick in a, in a really yeah. negative toxic way sometimes in, inadvertently there's no purpose so basically we rather talk about uh, what was great yeah. uh, what was awesome have a good time uh, come uh, home safely and uh, two weeks later all right now we can we do that. some um, totally. Uh, totally. I think that's really it's a really good idea yeah. that's a really cool idea I like that a lot and there's yeah, tons of stuff that, that from the media team. We always leave events going like, God, you wish I would have got that shot. We always beat each other up about it. And then we go like, yeah, two weeks later, it's usually the opposite. We go like, oh, I still got a lot of good footage. So, yeah, yeah that's a very good idea. Um, all right. So I guess uh, last thing to talk about tonight is, is the lore videos and kind of the direction of trying to create content, new content with old material and kind of how we figured out a way of doing that and um, kind of hopefully trying to do more of this in the future. And the the struggle that existed there, when we when we first started started discussing the lore videos, my my inspiration for this was always seeing really cool videos created about like the Lord of the Rings lore and Warhammer yeah. lore and all this stuff where they you have people create these awesome videos. 
And they're working off of existing art and video and all this other material that they have to be very creative in the way that they display it. And I realized, and I was really dejected for a while, really kind of feeling down about the fact that we didn't have events or ability to get with people, because generally speaking, we would create new yes. visuals for this stuff. Yeah. And we didn't. Uh, we, we couldn't. We couldn't. You know, yeah. We couldn't do that. So we were looking through and we found a whole bunch of photos that, that were planned for the photo book, which uh, Corona you know, kind of kicks. Any, anytime that we have you know, less people that we can work with, and Corona being the, the problem there, you know, we can't do everything. So this was one of the things that got back from it. And we realized, you know, we can use this yeah, it was, for the US yeah. at least. Yeah, exactly. And we have great photos from other events as well. And we have you know, the photo stick stuff. So what we decided was to, to use that content. Yeah, we have so much material. Yeah. Um, it's awesome, actually. It is. It uh, really is. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this. And and especially with the, the all those new techniques um, we have at our disposal due to our collaboration with Jama and yeah. his voice, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yep. It's, uh, uh, yeah. you can make old content look brand new um, and fresh and uh, uh absolutely you probably didn't even don't even realize that yeah this is something you already saw yeah i mean there's definitely especially with the, the art style that we're going with for the lore videos it's inspired by things that are very much already existent this isn't reinventing the wheel by any means the way yeah. that we're doing it is new the, the methodology that's being used here is new but the visual technique is mm. is old it's as old as disney animation is because it's using the same technology yeah, I know. that the first Disney films used. I mean, like that's the coolest part is like we're using techniques that are literally almost a hundred years old, uh, but we're using digital versions of them. And uh, also something that you see really heavily used in Guild Wars 2 uh, and Diablo, mm -hmm. uh, the Diablo games. They use this parallaxing layered visual. And for us, it's perfect because we take photos from previous events that are topical to the discussion, layer them out and create basically movement and interaction with them that turns a static image into a moving design. And you, if you saw the, uh, for those watching, if you saw or listening at home, uh, the voice uh, uh, Mythodia Storytellers video, when we were looking for those voices, the technique used in that trailer is actually the technique that yeah, will be used yeah. on these videos. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really interested to see what people think about it and yeah. um yeah it's it's not hard it's time consuming it uses five different programs and it takes you know yeah. of at a time but it's not hard it's just uh, just pain in the ass <laughs> yeah. when will we release that first uh, tomorrow tomorrow all right yeah the, the so, render file went out guys, uh yeah. hit, or the render hit the server about three hours ago and uh, then tomorrow we do the we, we do the, the subtitles. So we add the English and German subtitles, and then the video will go up somewhere around, I think three o'clock tomorrow is the planned time. It might be a little later than that, but three o'clock on a Friday is a pretty good time to drop content. So we're gonna try for it then. We'll see what happens. So, um, so that that basically is it for me. Is there anything else that we want to talk about tonight? I'm kind of blanking on anything else, and we kind of went over a whole bunch of stuff tonight. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground here yeah. um there's a lot of things going on in our company some some things yeah. we sadly can't talk about yet um yeah, they yeah. need cool. to materialize a little bit 
further. Yeah, because so much, so much of my my mental energy is towards stuff I can't even talk about right now. Yeah, but but it but it really comes down to that I had to restructure my whole workday. You completely shifted the way that, that yeah. you do business daily. It's yeah. a completely different yeah, you day to day now. It's 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 um, wild. Yeah, and, and uh, I know I don't even know if it's a good thing, you know. <laughs> Usually, um, uh, I'm more of a drifter type, you know. So I I do things when when I feel like it, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and, and when inspiration and, hits, you, you nail something yeah. down and you move on. Um, uh, and now I had to change my whole workday into uh, one hour super, slots, you yeah. know. Super strict. The ten o'clock, the eleven o'clock, the twelve yeah. o'clock, the one o'clock. I, I basically well, I feel like like uh, like almost corporate. That's yeah. why I <laughs> never wanted. You know? how, how dare you? Yeah, we got the cubicle ceiling going on, and all of a sudden you're doing quotes. There's so, so many, so, so many great things uh, going on, and and you, usually we with the size of our team, we would have to drop one or two of them, but but they are also good, so we don't want to drop them. You can't get rid of any of these projects just yet and not until uh, we see what, what happens but i'm hoping maybe next month we'll be able to start discussing some of these yeah. publicly yeah. i know that um yeah on, on the on one side there was tech that came up yesterday that the kind of was some cool stuff that made me really excited about new projects that we're working on i wish we could talk about that and dive like really nobody in the chat right now wants to listen to the deep dive that that exists yeah, that, like, we're in the wrong not even i want to listen to that to be honest <laughs> i need a whole bunch of like digital artists and stuff in here for me to discuss that topic as deep as i want yeah. to go on it um that would be a show honestly if i could just like create any show by the way i would love to do a show about media and art creation for the larp industry there's just not enough people who do that to have a discussion about it. There's just not yeah. enough. If if every town in America and every town in Europe had a had a LARP, then maybe there'd be enough people doing it. But right now, there's just not. So that, that sucks. But that particular topic, I would love to dive into. And then the meetings you've been having the last few days, man. If we can, the moment we can talk about those, I will be a happy camper because I will. Yeah. You, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a happy me on the other side of this mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> chicken makes a lot of noises if it doesn't lay eggs. Stop <laughs> baiting. You know, we like to tease because <laughs> it keeps you coming back each, nah. each show. No, no, it's not really what it's, it is. It's more like we we are in this the whole day and uh, we just want to tell people about the cool yeah, stuff, man. Nice. It's, it's, it's almost like we, we do it. Yeah, and it might yeah. also be that it turns out to be nothing. So it could. you're it right, could. Mareike. Uh, uh, you're right, although it hurts us yeah. to admit that. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true, that's true. Oh, yeah. I, oh, man, I don't want to say things so bad. <laughs> yeah. I want to say things so bad, but I can't. Anyway, um yeah, actually, Frigolita. I'd like to do a show with Frigolita. Yeah, we need to. We have one with her. No, no I mean like a regular awesome. show. Like yeah, talking yeah. art. Totally. That would be a cool show. Melanie. Melanie, maybe you and I should have a talk yeah. about doing a show together. We just talk yeah. about art and art processes and creating for creating art to support worlds. That would be what I want to do. 
Yes. A, a show about creating art to support worlds, which I think a lot of people and, might find interesting. And Maddie is very experienced in that. Absolutely. Too. Way more so than me. Yeah. So that would be super fun. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. That'd be super cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything for tonight. And before our chicken continues to make too many noises. Yeah. We'll Sorry should. for that. <laughs> Revolutism totally in hell. Yeah, Melanie. Let's chat about that. When, as, yeah. soon as, as soon as uh, um, we get through all this noise making and, lay, and, and egg laying. <laughs> and egg laying. And egg laying. <laughs> let's, let's lay some eggs. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Then I'd love to have that conversation. So anyway, so it, it, I, I'm completely happy with this last two months you know, in, in 2021 so far. And I would love to see that we can hopefully do events by the end of this year. We yeah. don't know. Obviously, Corona just got, uh, uh, it kicked us again in the nads with another month of quarantine. As of yesterday, I think they put out an announcement. Lockdown, you mean? Yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I think uh, if, if I would guess, I would, I would guess that goes, that will go on for quite a while. Um, I would say it's, right now it's, there's no end in sight. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it that way. And uh, the only way out is vaccinations, I think. I don't know. And I don't know. I have no idea. I'm so glad that this is not a field that I work in because I would just be in pieces. It's a crazy, crazy world right now. Yeah. So, But I can say is for all of you watching at home and people at home, stay positive, stay creative, collaborate, yeah. and, uh, and, and find ways to create outlets for yourself. Uh, and that the disease is no joke uh, okay. stay healthy uh, stay uh, uh, at home yeah. and uh, and get vaccinated absolutely absolutely and uh, for all the Americans watching get your vaccines they're available tons of people I see out there getting vaccines um, yeah. and uh, some awesome news from Fauci related to that as well and, and uh, some new information that's come out recently so who knows could be that we see a change sooner than we think we will. We can always be positive about that and hope for the best. So, all right. So, uh, until next time, uh, we bid you all farewell and have a great, uh, great February. We'll probably be back at the end of the month to talk about uh, all the developments, hopefully, that we've had in the meantime. Yes. And to discuss uh, the feedback and the progress that we have in the Mythidia lore series, which by then, um, yeah looking forward to also we didn't really talk about pen and paper which we probably could have yeah <laughs> that's like a whole <laughs> segment that we should have thrown in there yeah actually yeah. long story short long story short pen and paper the mythodia pen and paper thing we are yeah we are going full steam ahead yeah so uh, if you're if you have a group of people who think that they would have fun doing a mythodia pen and paper on stream here on scald you let us know. Let us know. Let a friend know that we're looking for it. And we're going to be, over the next few weeks here, we're going to start doing some auditions with some people. See, Because it, it's not going to be that everybody's going to be the right fit for this kind of thing. we got to look for the right group that has the right dynamic and the right um, feel and look, but also the right technology. Like, it has to have the right equipment in order to make this happen, um, which isn't a lot. We're not talking about, like, studio setups. You just need a webcam and a mic, really, and a costume. Yeah, and a costume. It's it's everything's, everything's in costume. In costume. Yeah. Everything's in costume. So and uh, yeah. So yeah, we are really looking forward to that. The first episode, uh, episode zero of mm -hmm. uh, Untotes Fleisch, was really awesome. Episode zero, was cool. I, yeah. I liked it a lot, and um, I only understood half the 
things they said because it was in German, but I still like yeah. it. And we will double down on that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be doing Apteron. We had some discussions with a player group. I'll leave yeah. them named. But we had a discussion with a player group, and we are now looking for additional NPC and player groups who may be interested in doing pen and paper on stream. And that means you do it from your home. There's no, like, coming into the studio no, for this. Yeah. We will probably throw an NPC into the mix here in the studio so that we can uh, have yes. that because that's part of the format. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be pretty cool. We're really looking forward to this. And the developments that come from this as well. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that potentially will develop from this idea. Yeah. So, anyway, so that is it for us tonight. Thank you so much for watching or listening at home. Uh, you can always find our shows on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Subscribe, like it, comment. I don't know what you have to do on those things. We're not really trying to make this thing blow up or anything. It's just an option for you guys to listen in at home to see what we're up to. This is as much, I think, for us to be able to get stuff off our chest and talk about what we're working on yeah. as it is for you guys at home to kind of keep up with what's happening. Yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. I always find it's extremely cathartic. So. Yeah, we cathartic. Uh, we cathartic today. Uh, a lot. Man. <laughs> Don't say that publicly. <laughs> All right. Everybody, have a great night, and we okay. will see you on the next episode of Behind the Streams on Skull TV. Yeah. See you. Bye-bye. Oh,